You are listening to a recording by Lisa Page from SoulSatisfactionForWomen.com. For further information on events, workshops, coaching, and free products, please visit www.SoulSatisfactionForWomen.com. Welcome to Soul Satisfaction for Women Radio. I'm Lisa Page, and it's so great to have you on today's show. Uh, as you might have heard, last week needed to be postponed because I, uh, having come back from the States, uh, I came back to a, a really bad flu and I just couldn't speak and I didn't want you to have to endure that for an hour. So uh, here we are and today's topic is tears, fears and freedom and it's all about feeling how you're really feeling without shutting down or closing your heart. And this is something that I work with women on all the time. It's one of the biggest questions I get. So I thought this would be a really good topic for us to explore here on the radio show. So I want you to, uh, if you have questions as I go, please feel free to write them down. If you're on the telephone, uh, if you've dialed in via phone, just uh, press star 2 to raise your hand. And when it comes to question time, you're very welcome to share any comments, any realizations you've had, or any questions. And uh, you'll be able to speak with me live, so that'll be fantastic. And if you're uh, listening in via the webcast, just type in your questions or your comments into the webcast. So here's how today's call will flow. I'll give you some logistics to start about how the call will run and how to get the most out of it. Then I'll share uh, the bullet points of what we'll be covering today. We'll then dive into the main teachings and then I'll open up the lines for your questions. So this is a really beautiful opportunity for you to get some one-on-one coaching in this group setting. So for those of you who have just joined us, I really encourage you to turn off any browsers or any phones, shut any doors so this is time just for you. Really allow yourself to drop deep into what we're exploring today. And my other invitation for you is to listen with new ears and see with new eyes and and really feel deeply. If you feel yourself um, getting all heady about what I'm speaking about, just kind of drop down a little bit lower. Breathe into your belly and let yourself notice any sensations or feelings that come up for for you because there's huge wisdom in that Um, and if you're listening in the webcast like I said type your questions and comments into the box Uh, refresh the page every time you want to add in another one that's fantastic and if you've dialed in by phone or Skype press star 2 to raise your hand that will indicate to me that you're waiting to ask me a question and when I open the lines for questions we'll be able to speak Um, And also have a pen and paper handy if you can. That way you can take any notes. Excuse me. So here's what we're going to cover on the call today. We'll explore using your fears as a pathway to inner freedom. And we'll explore loving yourself and, and genuinely feeling good about yourself no matter how you're feeling. And we'll also explore how to access the wisdom beneath your most intense or unwanted feelings. So that's what we're diving into. And the reason we're diving into it is because I find so often that women struggle with how they feel. They judge how they feel. They suppress how they feel. They feel it, but they don't know how to express it in a way that inspires love rather than shuts the other person down. Um, so then there's a whole lot of tension around how you're feeling and that tension closes your mind, your heart, your body and causes all sorts of problems um, in and out of the bedroom, in relationship and in life. So this is a, this is a really uh, powerful thing to explore within yourself and the way that we're going to explore it today will to be explore the profundity of it, to explore the depths of your feelings And also give you practical ways to work with them as they come up so that when you do feel an intensity of feeling, whether it be anger or sadness or grief or vulnerability or or joy or ecstasy, that you can 
keep your body, your heart, your mind, your being open and just allow it to flow through you because those are the moments where you're truly, deeply alive, you know, and, and it's really important to recognize that the, the degree to which you can feel and allow and stay open with those feelings you would judge as negative, and for everyone it's different, but in general it tends to be, um, you know, anger, uh, shame, grief, sadness, vulnerability, you know, um, the degree to which you can feel those fully and allow them to move through you is the same degree to which you'll be able to uh, feel and allow and enjoy and express the joy of life, the ecstasy of life, uh, the exuberance, the, the deliciousness of life. So what is suppressed on one end of the scale is suppressed to the same degree on the other end of the scale. So the, it gives you really good reason to liberate yourself in this way. So for those of you who are new to the show today, I'll share just a very small snippet about myself, um, who I am and what I do, so you know who you're listening to. Uh, like I said earlier, my name is Lisa Page and I'm a, an international speaker, author and poet. I'm a sacred intimacy and relationship coach and also a women's empowerment catalyst. So I've been exploring the deeper truths of life, love and intimacy for over 20 years now and and teaching and coaching and consulting uh, for more than 14 years. I have, I'm the founder of Soul Satisfaction for Women, which is probably how most of you on the call found me. Um, and that's a global education business that provides mentoring and coaching and information and inspiration uh, and to empower women, women like you who want more out of life, love and intimacy. So what I've found after 14 plus years of working with women and with couples, because my partner and I work with couples as well from around the world, there's one thing I have discovered which has become really one of my deepest passions in service to you, and that's this piece around embodiment, um, that it's, it's fantastic to have uh, realizations that are mind-blowing and heart-opening. But what I have found over many, many years is that, that women realize something, they feel it really deeply, but have trouble living it in their body and living it in their daily lives. And those realizations are beautiful because they show us that there is another way to how we're doing things and uh, or that we don't have to do it on our own. Um, but what happens is when we're not able to embody them, we tend to just cycle in these patterns and we keep on floundering in the pain of wanting and the frustration of wishing and the agony of just not experiencing ourselves and our relationships and our life in the way that we really most deeply desire. And that's where you and I come in because while we're going to be talking about feelings and intensity and how to stay open, my deepest passion for you is embodiment, that you come to your own realizations and you're able to embody those realizations and embody those truths because when you do, everything changes. Everything changes. You naturally start to attract your your conscious soul desires rather than playing out the unconscious patterns. And and then one by uh, one, step by step, you become free of those self-sabotaging unconscious patterns and you begin to, to trust yourself again and access the power. And by power, I mean authentic power, source power, true power that has always re resided within you. Uh, so you can co-create the experiences that you most deeply desire in in this world, in relationship, in intimacy, and in life. And it's not always easy, that's true, because the body tends to be the last place for the shift to happen, but that's why I'm really passionate about working on that with you. Um, and I can tell you, hands down, that it doesn't have to be difficult and it doesn't have to be a struggle like it is when you try and do it all on your own. You know, with the right support, it can be the most rewarding and liberating and fulfilling work you'll ever do. And it can be a whole lot of fun and so incredibly fulfilling. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So that's a little bit uh, about me and, and how we can um, 
how we will work together on today's call. So let's have a look at using your fears as a pathway to inner freedom, first of all. Now, oh, how long ago was this? Probably about 12 years ago. Uh, I was teaching a yoga workshop in rural um, Australia and I'll never forget this because it was such an affirmation of what so many women had said. Uh, we were teaching the workshop and as always, you know, tends to happen, stuff came up and one of the women uh, had gone outside on the break and, and when I went outside, she was crying and you know, I sat with her and, and just said, you know, what's going on? And and she said, you know, I don't know why I'm crying. It's just so silly. I shouldn't be crying. I'm so silly. And and I could hear her that all her focus was on how silly she was because she was crying. And yet there was nothing silly about it. It was it was it was this beautiful, vulnerable woman feeling how she was feeling and, and the expression of that feeling was one of tears falling down her face and a particular sound moving through her body. But somewhere along the line I remember saying to her, you know what, there's nothing silly about this. It's just that somewhere along the way in your journey, probably when you were a little girl you were crying and someone said, don't be silly. And therefore, as a child, there's a decision inside that is made that says it's silly to cry. So therefore, I won't cry if I can avoid it. And if I do cry, I'll judge myself as silly. And we all have these judgments. It's wrong to be angry. It's bad to be um, ashamed. It's whatever. I mean, you know, we've all got these judgments about ourselves and if you think you don't have judgments about yourself, then notice how you respond when other people are feeling certain feelings. How do you feel when you see someone being really angry? Or how do you feel when you see someone feeling really sad or vulnerable or ecstatic or joyous? I mean, it's very, very important to start to notice the judgments that you have around your own feelings and everyone else's feelings because... <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> please excuse me, because uh, how you judge others is the same way you judge yourself, okay? It's a really beautiful indication. So this judgment has come from someone else and maybe it's cultural, maybe it's family, maybe it's a spouse. Um, sometimes it takes just someone saying it once, sometimes it takes someone saying it over and over again. But what if your tears weren't silly? What if they were this beautiful opportunity for cleansing and for healing? What if those tears actually allowed the body to relax? What if by crying those tears, have you ever had a really good cry? And after, and you've really let your body kind of be racked with the sobbing, right? You really cry. And after you just feel pummeled inside and out, right? And so what if these tears were a beautiful opportunity for cleansing and healing and relaxing your body and opening your heart and finding your soul, making contact with that deepest part of you? What if that's what the tears were for rather than being silly, you know, what if you could trust how you feel when you felt sad and tears flowed or so happy that tears flowed? What if you could trust that? What if you could explore the wisdom beneath it? Because we're going to be exploring how to access that wisdom beneath it today. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I want to read you a poem I wrote um, and I really want you to hear it. I want you to close your eyes for a minute because it may liberate something in you around what your tears really are. It may awaken the recognition that your tears are not silliness. They're not a waste of time or however else you judge them. 
So let me just read this poem for you. Beautiful woman, don't be afraid. Let your heart break wide open. Let the sobs heave you into the here and now so that your tears spill over into the heart of life, revealing all the glorious colors of you. Let each tear be a liberation into love, freeing you of all that binds you to the pain you feel. Let them cascade down to wash away the past and soak the ground, making it a fertile place to sow your seeds of truth so that they may grow into your most magnificent future. And let them rain down as emissaries of light to nourish all souls who cry, to soothe all hearts that bleed, and to light the way for all those who have stumbled and fallen before you. Now I wanted to share that poem with you because so often we feel alone in how we're feeling. Not only do we judge it, but we feel alone. And yet there's a beautiful practice called Tonglen, which is a Buddhist practice. And the simple explanation of it is that when you feel something, you remember other people feel this too. And if it's a feeling that's really challenging, then you feel it and you say, you know, as as you find yourself being freed of it, liberated of it, as, as it dissolves because you're loving yourself in it and allowing yourself to feel it, you can affirm, may all people who feel this sorrow that I feel, may they be freed of it as well. It's a beautiful practice. And if you can't get to that, just by the very premise of saying, other people feel this too, it really allows you to remember you're not alone. Equally, if it's a beautiful, joyous, ecstatic feeling, a feeling that you enjoy feeling, you can say, other people feel this too, and may everyone feel this. So uh, that practice is from uh, Pema Chodron, and uh, it's it's her version of Tonglin, and if it works for you, I invite you to to feel it and and explore it for yourself. So, excuse me. What if your fears were not just something that knotted you up? So let's talk about fears for a minute, right? What if your fears weren't something that just knotted you up or that prevented you from being fully in your life? What if fears weren't something that keep you stuck where you don't want to be or that make you feel terrified or terrorized or that block you from really knowing and trusting your own truth and your own voice? What if your fears were actually a pathway to your own inner freedom? What if I said they are? I mean, they truly, truly are. Today, we're going to talk about how to access that inner freedom, not in a woo-woo kind of way. I'm, I'm into profound and practical. I like to go deep, deep into the body, deep into the soul, and then give you ways to live that, help you find your own unique way of living that. Because this is not a cookie cutter. You know, we're all different, unique, amazing, phenomenal women in our own right. So this is about diving deep into the profound of how you feel, of what's in your body, your experience, your life. And then arising with the wisdom that you take from this exploration and living it in a practical way, in relationship, in life, in work. So we're going deep into the truth of what's really going on. So you can liberate yourself from those fears that are preventing you from living your truth, from from living your divine truth, from your soul's truth, and then really living that in a beautiful and practical way in your daily life. Because, you know, like I said in the beginning, Uh, There's no point in having profound realizations if you can't embody them in your real life, right? Otherwise, you're stuck in that gap between realizing something and not quite being able to live it. So let's have a look at how. 
how, what and how inner, what inner freedom is for you and also how to really deepen that for yourself. So my first question to you would be, and if you have a pen and paper, I encourage you to write down any uh, thoughts or ideas or feelings that come to you when I ask this question. The first question is, what is inner freedom for you? What is inner freedom? What does it feel like? What does it look like? Just either a bunch of words or a sentence. So you can know for you, what is it that inner freedom really feels like for me? What does it look like? And just write any notes. Again, if you're on the webcast and you want to share something that comes for you, please go ahead and type it in because um, throughout the call I want you, um, I will be checking in to see what questions come up. So beautiful, there's already uh, lots of comments coming in and there is a question which I will attend to near the end of the call, Sharonda, so please stay on the line. Now, so what is inner freedom for you? I, I can tell you what it is for me in a nutshell. To me, that feeling of inner freedom is that feeling of intrinsic okayness with whatever is presenting in the moment. So how I would um, know that I was intrinsically okay with what was presenting in the moment is because I'm able to keep my heart open and my body and breath relaxed and full uh, my mind would be clear, it wouldn't be frantic. And I know because I, I can act from that original source of power, that authentic power. And I also have not lost contact with the sense of who I really am, my divine nature. So that's for me. When I am that, when I am being that, I know that I'm, I'm, I'm accessing that deep inner peace which which is me, which is what is living and breathing me, right? But I'm not shutting it down and I'm not being distracted from it by my mind or about the past or the future. So what is inner freedom for you? I do believe it's a moment-by-moment thing, otherwise we'd all be enlightened. So we've all had those moments where we felt completely free. Maybe it was watching a sunset, maybe it was making love, maybe it was with a child or a partner or a parent or smelling a rose and equally I'm sure there's times where you've experienced being in a challenging situation and something just allowed you to drop a little bit deeper than the drama that was going on and to drop deeper into that sense of who you are and the remembering and that and that feeling of intrinsic okayness came up. We've all experienced it and it's a moment by moment thing so our intention in this is to cultivate more and more of those moments. So here's the thing about fear fear traps you it traps if you think about it when you when you have a moment of fear what happens it it traps your breath in your upper chest because when you're in fight or flight you breathe really shallow right because you're getting ready to fight or to run so it traps your breath in your upper chest Fear traps your mind into a locked pattern. Your right and left brain go out of sync. Um, You can't merge that um, intuitive wisdom and creativity with the right brain of the right brain with the the practical and the logical and the step-by-step solution of the left brain. There's no merging. It kind of just goes out of sync um, because you're in survival mode. It traps your body in a certain posture. Have you ever noticed that when you're really scared, your body does a certain thing. Everyone's different, but some people clench their hands. Some people tense their shoulders. Um, So maybe your shoulders get tight and they stay trapped in a particular position. Uh, Maybe your chest concaves, which means your heart center kind of closes over, as well as your solar plexus, which is your power center. So you can't feel how you're really feeling and you certainly can't access any power. So your body gets trapped as well. Um, your feelings get trapped as well. You tend to run a loop when you're in fear. You either fear, you either feel nothing, or you feel something and it's looping, looping, looping. And the thing is that when you're in fight or flight, we lose the capacity to feel very deeply because fight or flight is a safety mechanism. It's trying to get you 
out of trouble. So there's no time to sit there and contemplate how you're deeply feeling about it. Your nervous system is trying to help you to survive. So it's about getting ready to run or getting ready to fight. That's, that's what your nervous system is trying to get you to do. If you can recognize that you're in fear, you can then consciously assess the situation as it is presenting in this moment. Now, this is really, really important. So if you can catch yourself in fear, you can then consciously assess the situation using all of your faculties, body, heart, mind, soul, rather than just auto-response of the body and the mind that's being generated from fight or flight. The reason this is important is because oftentimes fear is triggered by a current circumstance, but your reaction is based on a repeated pattern of how you felt in the past when something similar happened as a child. So, for example, if your parents did lots of yelling and screaming at night and there was always the, the slamming of doors, right, then what if that happens over and over time and every time you heard the slamming of the door... It, it, it stressed you, it put you into fight or flight, you were wondering what was going to happen next, right? Then what happens is unless you work through that um, and you learn how to um, untie those knots of tension that keep you looping in that pattern, then what will happen is and as an adult, if you're lying asleep and you hear a slamming door, your body will instantly repeat the same pattern because your mind is a pattern-making machine it matches the door with what's happened before. It's kind of like punching in, into Google. Door slam. What comes up? Uh, be afraid. Uh, hold breath. That's, that's, that's exactly what happens in your body and in your mind. So this piece around being able to uh, drop the fight or flight, to relax the body and the breath and soothe the nervous system so you can be truly in the present moment, so you can assess is this a genuine risk? Do I need to run? <laughs> Do I need to fight? Do you, or is this something that happened in the past, but I'm just on autopilot? Okay? It's really, really important to explore. So your capacity to bring yourself fully into the present moment so you can honestly assess what's really going on here, that is essential. What I've found in all of my years of working uh, with women and with couples, I was a, a yoga and meditation teacher for many, many years. And then I dived into my master's in hypnosis and neurological repatterning and uh, sacred intimacy and, and all of that realm. So I have a deep uh, respect for the body, especially as a conductor of energy for the mind and the heart, the energy system, so when you can change what your body's doing, it can be like hitting the biggest domino and all the other dominoes fall, if that makes sense. It can be a very powerful door to impact then how you're thinking, how you're breathing. So when you change what your body is doing in those moments of fear, that will automatically impact how you feel about it, what you think about it. Um, and the linking pathway between all of that is your nervous system. So how you, how you um, move your body, how you hold your body impacts your nervous system profoundly. And if you don't have it, I would highly recommend that you get um, a program that I have called Breathe Baby Breathe, which goes into much greater depth around the breath and how just changing how you breathe profoundly impacts your nervous system and then how you think and how you feel. It actually gives you a series of um, breathing meditations that are guided to follow along with so that you can actually begin to um, cultivate your own full breath and, and bodily relaxation, even in the situations that are more difficult, so you can respond rather than react. Does that make sense? So... If I were to give you a bodily practice, which is one of the easiest ways of beginning to respond to what's presenting in the moment rather than react, 
based on something that you're afraid might happen in the future or happen in the past, the first thing is just to stop. Just stop and breathe. This might sound blindingly simple, I know, but you know what the truth always is. It really is. It's one of the things I was speaking about with a beautiful friend of mine, Andrew Harvey, who's just left yesterday. He's been here all weekend. We hosted two events for him. You may may know his work. He has written, I think, 40 spiritual classics now. Um, he co-wrote the Tibetan Book of Living and Dying. He wrote Radical Passion, uh, many other um, many, many other books, and he's a, a mystic and a teacher. And um, so I hosted uh, two events for him here, and we talked a lot about the simplicity of truth and how both religion and the New Age and everyone's trying to sell you that it's going to be really you have to go through these 21 major steps before you can feel the sacredness of your own soul or before you can feel that sense of inner peace that's already within you or before you can access that authentic power that is you and and the truth is that all of that can actually be as simple as a breath away it really can so stop breathe fully and slowly in and out for 10 breaths you just breathe in and breathe out and if you find it difficult to get full air into your lungs and down into your belly then you can step, uh, tap your sternum because it relaxes the muscles around the, the rib cage which helps for you to get more uh, air into your lungs uh, it also activates the parasympathetic nervous system which is the relaxation response so it helps to helps you to relax uh, and to rebalance having just um, aroused the fight or flight um, part of your nervous system, the sympathetic nervous system, tapping your sternum will help to activate the relaxation response, which is the opposite, to bring yourself back into balance. So then you can ask yourself some questions to dig a little deeper. You always want to ask the question, what's really going on here? Because being in fear, especially if you're in fear a lot, is exhausting. You're only meant to be in, in fear to trigger fight or flight for short periods of time. And then your body is built to then run or, or move to be used, right? You're not built to be in fight or flight all the time. You're not built to go into fight or flight sitting in traffic so you can't move your body. You're not built to be in fight or flight all the time because you're constantly worried about something about your relationship or um, anxious about your finances or um, tense about what happened yesterday or last year or last decade. You know, being in fear and being in fight or flight mode is very, very exhausting, physically, mentally, emotionally and energetically. And it's really toxic for the body because you're constantly pumping cortisol and all these fight or flight hormones and never converting them into uh, what they were designed for, which is to help you to survive physically through bodily movement. You're not running away from a woolly mammoth anymore, right? We're running away from all the stress that we carry uh, around whatever's going on for us. Maybe it's not speaking up. That can keep you in fear. Maybe it's avoiding going somewhere. Maybe it's feeling tense about something in your life rather than taking empowered action on it. Maybe it's worrying. Does that make sense? So it's okay to get scared. It's okay for fear to come up. It's a, it's a beautiful indicator. If you can be honest about what you're really scared of, then you can assess whether it's a valid fear for the present moment and you must take empowered action or if it's a reaction based on past trauma or future anxiety. Does that make sense? Um, in which case, like I said, the best thing to do is bring yourself into the now. Settle your nervous system, full breath, lift your sternum and ask the question, what's really going on here? And this creates a pathway to that inner freedom we're talking about. That, that feeling of okayness, of trust in yourself, of, of trust in life and in the moment, in the divine, however you feel it for you. Okay, It provides a pathway because as you untangle 
the threads of tension that fear knot you up in, you can start to recognize what is really going on for you and maybe there's a wisdom there that's saying it's time to leave this relationship. Maybe there's a wisdom that's saying it's time to get my finances in order or it's time to take empowered action and speak to this person. Maybe it's it's saying forgive this person or love yourself deeply or you know uh, rise up into this courageous warrior woman you really are. I don't know what the wisdom is. It's your wisdom, but I, I, I invite you and I implore you to begin to really explore what's, what's, going, what's really going on, what's going on underneath these fears. Because they are. They provide a pathway to that inner freedom, that inner okayness, if you explore them fully. And of course, if you need help, then email me at um, lisa at soulsatisfactionforwomen.com email me. Uh, There's one-on-one coaching available and in fact I'll say it now because I'm so excited but I I can't tell you the details of it yet. Um, Coming soon I'm about to release uh, a group program that is so affordable for everyone. Uh, If that is something that you would love to know more about you can email me as well because um, um, there'll be limited numbers. It'll be it's Lisa at SoulSatisfactionForWomen dot com. So you can email me um, to see if that might suit you as a way to give you the support you need to explore what's really going on, so you can really rise up in your life. Really. So when you begin to really explore what's going underneath the fear as well, you're much freer to express it in a way that's not a toxic dump on someone about the past, but is a radically honest expression of how you feel in the moment. Because you're accessing the feeling rather than just being stuck in the fear. Okay, so for example, I might be having a conversation with my partner and I get a feeling of intense vulnerability, right? If I don't acknowledge that vulnerability and I can't keep my breath open and my heart open and my mind open and my body relaxed, then what will happen is there's an alert siren that goes off inside. Vulnerability, vulnerability, you know, for everyone it's different. It might be anger, it might be sadness. And what happens? Fight or flight kicks in. And as soon as fight or flight kicks in, you've lost contact with the original feeling of vulnerability. And instead you're just stuck in a fear loop. Your breath shuts down, your your body changes posture, you go into that fear loop and... Uh, if you do say anything out loud, it'll probably be a toxic dump. It won't be an authentic expression of how you truly feel in the moment because you've lost contact with it, right? That's when we're more likely to blame and shame and, and all of that and project. So this is about you finding ways to express yourself, to express that original feeling that is seeped in wisdom with love and openness, right? So then you don't trap yourself or the other or your partner. Have you ever felt real fear and then blurted out something and noticed that instantly your partner shuts down? Instantly they feel trapped. So you trap each other. Does that make sense? So the next piece which is really pivotal to explore is Loving yourself and feeling good about yourself no matter how you feel. So there's a a beautiful author by the name of Anita Morjani. Um, And if you have a chance to read her book, I really, I really invite you to. She's a, um, a wise woman who's been through a lot. And I want to try and nutshell it for you so you can uh, access the wisdom that she's really wanting to share through her experience. Essentially, she died and she had a near-death, or she had a near-death experience, or however you want to call that. Um, and in that near-death experience, aside from all of the other um, seeing and hearing um, that she was able to share once she did wake up, fully healed, by the way, of fourth-stage cancer, so it's not just a near-death experience, it was really a a physical miracle as well. Um, 
One of the things that really struck me about what she wrote of her experience was that in that state of being, where she wasn't bound to her body and her mind, when she was just resting in consciousness, in love, in freedom, whatever you want to call it, in the divine, everyone will call it something different, but in that essence, that we all have an inkling lives and breathes us all, no matter what you want to call it, right? She said that when she was in that state of absolute blissful being, that she had this recognition of how much time she'd wasted judging herself and feeling judged and feeling bad about herself and what she'd done and who she was. And she realized it because it was in stark contrast to this state of being where there was no judgment. It was completely free of judgment, none whatsoever. There was only love. There was only this deep, profound, pervading love that she was a drop of in this ocean of and... There was no such thing as judgment. It just didn't even exist. And she just realized in her in her life how much time she had spent feeling bad about herself. And I share that because there's no judgment in love. When you think about a moment when you felt truly, deeply loved, you don't feel judged, do you? you there's no judgment. And when, the, when you truly love yourself, you're not judging yourself. When you truly love another, unconditionally, there's no judgment. When you're allowing that essence of love, that consciousness of love, that flow, divine flow of love that lives and breathes us all, the love that you are, there's no judgment. And... So that is the place within yourself that you want to contact to free yourself of the judgment however you can in whatever way works for you. Breath, meditation. I mean, it really is as simple as a breath away like I was saying Andrew and I were talking about. It is really as simple as a breath away. If you take a really beautiful full breath all the way into your heart and you allow it fully and then you breathe out. There is something about the breath. I mean, breath, the word originally, comes from the word spirit. Right? Inside there is a breath of the breath. In yoga we call it prana. There is an essence of an essence that you can contact just by breathing. As simple as it sounds. A lot of what we feel when intense emotion runs through us is not the actual feeling but the tension we have around the feeling which comes from that judgment, which comes from whatever we've been taught by society or culture or family or loved ones or whomever, right? So when you can drop the tension about how you're feeling, when you're feeling intense emotion, half the work is done. You drop into the truth that is deeper than the fear of, in regards to the feeling, that is deeper even than the feeling itself. You stop, you breathe, you allow it fully, and maybe it's excruciatingly painful. Maybe you've just lost someone you've loved. I mean, a broken heart, there is nothing more excruciating than a broken heart or the death of a loved one. I mean, we've all experienced that. But what if you could experience it and at the same time Keep your heart and your body open. What if you could breathe fully, open fully? That, that's where the inner freedom that we're talking about resides, right? And that's where that love that we're talking about, that love that lives and breathes you, that love that doesn't judge, can really be fully embodied while you're feeling how you're feeling. So imagine you're speaking with a child who's hurt and angry or hurt, or hurt or angry or ashamed. If you were to be the most divine mother, what would you say? You know, wouldn't it be beautiful if you felt a certain way and someone just said, oh, 
my darling, I get that you feel really hurt right now. I get that you feel really angry or I get that you feel really ashamed. I really, I get it. I love you and I get it. Imagine, just imagine if you could say that to yourself. Imagine if you could look in the mirror, feel an intense emotion, breathe fully, lift your sternum, and look yourselves in the eye and say to yourself, I get that you feel shattered. I get that you feel exhausted. And you just loved yourself in it. When you can do that with yourself, you're much more likely to inspire others to do the same for you. That might sound odd, but it's very true. How can you expect to attract a man who will um, hold how you feel with the deepest of love and presence if you're not willing to? It's got to start with you. And imagine being able to do that for someone else. A partner, a child, a loved one. Just saying to someone, oh, I get that you feel that. I really do. It's incredibly powerful because there's no judgment. So there's no tension. So they don't feel bad about themselves. You don't feel bad about yourself, right? And remember what we talked about, that the degree to which you can ex feel and allow and accept um, sadness is the same degree to which you can feel and allow and express happiness and devastation and ecstasy and anger and deep peace. I mean, they're on the same spectrum. They might be on opposite ends, but they deeply impact the other. So what if you could love yourself whether you're feeling ecstatically joyful or deeply down? Right? What if you could still love yourself? There's, there's great wisdom beneath your fear, your feelings, all of these intense emotions. So I invite you to, to really play with everything we've explored today and, and explore the wisdom that is trying to inform you through these feelings. Don't shut it down with fear. Don't let fear be just what you're feeling. Really dig deeper. Maybe the wisdom is that you need to get out of a relationship. Maybe it's that you've got to get out of this dark street. Maybe that's real. That's here in the moment. Get out. Maybe it's you had an experience when you're a child that's still impacting you and it's time to get some therapy or some coaching to unravel those knots of tension so you can be free in the moment with your partner, in lovemaking, in life, in conversation, when things get tough right um it's about getting out of your head and dropping into the feeling dropping in and exploring the wisdom and then just trust the capacity of your psyche of your body of your heart to heal itself with conscious exploration and and like i said if you have trouble knowing and trusting and expressing how you feel um, especially when emotions are intense and you find yourself shutting down, that is a gold mine for you to explore. I, I cannot emphasize that enough. Truly, it's a gold mine. You want to go there. You want to dig deep in there because that is where your greatest liberation is going to be. One of my teachers, David Data, says, behind your greatest fear are your greatest gifts. And if you want to give your gifts to the world, if you want to live your life truly, deeply, madly, passionately in love with life and authentically being you, you've got to do this exploration. It's the only way. And if you need help, then then please email me at lisa at soulsatisfactionforwomen.com. Uh, like I said, there's a new group program coming up and I can share that information with you. It's super, super. I'm so excited about it. I haven't even released it yet. I've only invited... Um, some of my core uh, women so far who have been in the last mentor group. So um, if that sparks your interest, then email me and, and I can send you the information. Uh, otherwise, email me if you want to explore one-on-one -on -one coaching. We can see what would suit you best. So let me open the lines. Let me just check. From what I can see, there's no hands up. Okay, there's no hands up yet. So this is a time where I'm opening the lines for questions. We have 10 minutes. So if you've dialed in by phone or Skype and you have a question, 
press star 2 now to raise your hand. Okay, and while you're doing that, I'm going to check the questions that have uh, come in that have been typed. So, beautiful Sharonda, welcome back. She's written, glad to hear your advice. And her question is, I want to know how to be open and receptive to my man during lovemaking. What is some practical advice? Okay, so beautiful Sharonda. Uh, your question is, the answer to your question is the same as we've talked about when you're uh, looking in the mirror or when you're in a moment in time where you're feeling something and you can feel, feel yourself shutting down. The quickest and easiest way is to sustain eye contact, right? So don't look away. A lot of times as women, when we get afraid or ashamed or upset, we look away, we, we cover our face. Don't do that. Maintain eye gaze, okay? As scary as it is, maintain eye contact. Breathe really fully. Keep your awareness in your body, not in your head. Breathe fully to bring your awareness back down into your body, right? And feel how you're feeling and allow your body to make sound and movement that expresses how you feel. That is the short answer to how to be open and receptive to your man during lovemaking. Now, that's practical advice. The question really is, what is it that causes you to shut down? That's what you want to explore, Sharonda. So you want to explore, what causes me to shut down? What am I afraid of? Uh, is it when he touches me in a certain way or he loses heart connection and I don't know, you know, he gets a bit gropy and I don't know how to bring him back to heart connection or is it because I'm getting in my head or is it because I'm afraid I'll be hurt? Is it because I resent something from the past? That's the exploration you want to do. Um, again, that's all the stuff that we talk about in the um, in the group program, which is the Goddess Embodiment Circle. So maybe that might be something that would really work for you actually. Uh, definitely something to explore if you want to email me to get information on it. Um, but Because you want to explore, the, I can say to you, oh, all you need to do is maintain eye contact and, and keep your breath really full and the front surface of your body nice and soft and, and all of these things. And But the truth is there's something, there's something that's causing you to shut down and that's really what you want to work with, okay? So please feel free to make a comment and, and let me know if that's helped or if you have any further questions. Um, Cardi uh, from Paris, so we've gone from Long Beach to Paris, is asking, inner freedom is being able not to care about what other people think of me, of how I should be, what I should have or not. Oh, I love that. Beautiful. I mean, God, I read that, Cardi, and, and, um, and it's so freeing, you know, and it's beautiful to see you again as well. Let me see what else you've written. Sometimes when I feel okay and in peace, something tells me that I might be in denial. Then I go back to worrying not to cover up how I really feel and keep it inside. I just can't help it. Any help, please? Some people in my past that saw me recover difficult situation often told me that I'm in denial. So now I keep telling myself this when I feel good. Okay, this is a really, really good question. It's important to hear the feedback of others and then feel it in your own body and wisdom. Sometimes we can't see what's really going on for ourselves. That's why, that's why people have coaches and counselors because sometimes we need a clean reflection, right? Because we're so deeply seeped in an, in an unconscious pattern. Right? It's, like a, it's like a woman who's allowing herself to be abused and she keeps saying, no, it's okay. It's, it's really not that bad. It's okay. And everyone's going, what is going on? And it's because there are patterns that we play out, unconscious patterns. It can be what feels like home in our nervous system. And um, sometimes it can get so bad that it takes a massive wake-up call and then we wake up and go, oh my God, what was I thinking? So I can't tell you if you're in denial, Cardi, but what I can tell you is it's important to explore both sides. It's important to explore that you might just be feeling a deep sense of inner peace and how fantastic is that. And it's important to explore that you might be in denial. You want to explore both fully. Does that make sense? And 
oftentimes it's something to do not with a friend or a family member because they have very good intentions but there will be an unconscious agenda of course for you to be a certain way in accordance with their values or because they want to protect you and love you and um, so sometimes it's just better to explore it with uh, a professional counsellor or a coach. So let me go back. If you ladies have got any more questions on those, let me know. I'm just going to see if anyone's put up their hand because there's a bunch of women on the line. It's quite amazing we've got um, women from all over the world today. I love that. So for the ladies who are on the line, uh, my invitation to you is speak up. Don't, sh don't be shy. We have four minutes. What if you shared a realization that then had a profound impact on everyone else, whoever listened to this, because you shared your liberation, you shared your freedom? Or what if you pressed star two and raised your hand and you asked a question that had a profound impact on all the other women? So for those of you who are on the line, I invite you not to be shy. I'm going to refresh the lines again to see if there are any hands up you're very welcome to put your hand up okay while you're doing that I'll check to see if any more questions have come through from Kari or Sharonda okay maybe both of you can leave a message just so I know does, does that answer your question is that helpful alright ladies if there's no questions I'm going to jump off the line you'll have to let me know Let's have a look. One last call for questions. I can see you all on the line. <laughs> Come on, don't be shy. I tell you what I'm going to do. Sometimes I get worried when there's lots of people on the line and that maybe the hand signal isn't working. I'm going to unmute the line for just a moment and if you have a question, um, then just speak up and if no one speaks up, then I'll close the lines again, okay? So hopefully there's not going to be a load of varying background noise but sometimes I get worried that the hand signal is not working. It is technology and you never know. So here we go. I'm going to open the line. All the lines are open. So if you have a question and you're on the phone, go ahead and speak now. Okay. No problem. All right. Then in that case, we don't have any questions, which is fine. Like I said, email me if you want to explore the, the Goddess Embodiment Circle uh, or if you want to explore any possibility of um, of working together in this area within your life and your love and your intimacy. That's what I'm here for. And uh, if you've asked questions on the question line, um, here we go, there's some more notes here. How to be free and unbothered by other people, by what other people think about you when you're single and a certain age. Okay, so again, what other people think of you is is only bothers you if you're not in your power. Have you ever had someone say to you, oh, you know, you're really da-da-da, or, you know, they judge you in some way, and there's this feeling of, yeah, whatever, I'm I'm good with I'm good with how I'm dressed, or, you know, I'm good with who I am, or I'm good with what I'm doing. We've all had those moments of feeling empowered, even though someone was judging us, right? So, how to be free and unbothered by what other people think is to explore how to be free and unbothered by what you think, because it wouldn't be a problem if you were intrinsically okay with it. Does that make sense? So that's going to be the, the exploration for you, Cardi, is what bothers me about this, that I'm single and a certain age. Because if you're completely okay with it, then even if someone says something, it just won't bother you. You won't be trapped in your mind by their judgment. You'll be free within yourself. So thank you very much. The beautiful questions. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you asking them. And um, she's... Let's have a look. There we go. Now that's it. I will check one more time, just in case, on the phone line. 
Beautiful. Okay. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us on Soul Satisfaction for Women Radio. It's been a pleasure being with you. And I really look forward to seeing you next time. Loads of love and bye for now. You are listening to a recording by Lisa Page from soulsatisfactionforwomen.com. For further information on events, workshops, coaching and free products, please visit www.soulsatisfactionforwomen.com.